0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Holy Thursday, April 6, 2023, on the basis of verses from John chapter 13. For more information, or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Have you ever been offended by someone's love? I know that's a weird question to ask, but when you think about it, it, it's probably happened a time or two. I think of a time when I offended my parents with the love that I was trying to show them. I I was just trying to love them, and my sister and I, we decided that we were going to show our love by washing the family van. And so we grabbed the soap, we grabbed the water, we grabbed the sponge, except it wasn't a sponge, it was just shaped like a sponge. It was actually a brick. And so me and my sister go about washing the family van out of the goodness of our hearts. And what do you know? Our parents were offended by this action. Now that is a light-hearted example of being offended by love. Of course, as toddlers, we did not understand that just because something is shaped like a sponge doesn't mean that it actually works in the same way as a sponge. I'll give you a more concrete example. It's getting to be the time of year where the grass starts to grow, and my dad, wanting to try a new lawn care technique, decided to let the grass in our yard grow a little longer than normal. And our neighbor, out of love, we'll say it's out of love, it might have been out of frustration, but out of love he decided that he was going to mow our yard for us not knowing that there was an extension cord running through the grass. And when he mowed our yard, the extension cord got caught up in his uh, lawnmower and ruined the lawnmowing deck. He walked away with a ruined lawnmower deck, and my dad was offended that he even tried to mow our lawn in the first place. There was a lack of understanding between my dad and my neighbor. And whenever we're offended by love isn't that why it happens. Not so much because of the act of love itself that people are trying to love each other. No, usually we're offended because there is a lack of understanding. I'm sure it's happened to all of us where somebody tried to love us and ended up offending us because they just didn't understand the situation we were in or the circumstances that we were facing. And that's kind of the situation that we're going to look at tonight. Tonight we saw Jesus perform an act of love for his disciples and his disciples, especially Peter, was offended. It wasn't because of the act of love, it was because there was a lack of understanding and even though we usually were offended because the lack of understanding is on behalf of the person performing that act of love, tonight we'll see it's actually the opposite way. There's a lack of understanding not on Jesus' part but on Peter's part. And that's a lack of understanding that we tend to have sometimes too. We don't quite understand, we misunderstand the love that our Savior has for us. And despite those times of ignorance that we might have, Jesus' love remains offensive, it remains offensive, it stays in action. Jesus performed acts of love for his disciples and he continues to perform acts of love for you and me today. Well, tonight we look at that service, those acts of love that Jesus had for his disciples. Just this past week on Palm Sunday, we saw some acts that his followers performed for Jesus. They proclaimed Jesus as king. They laid palm branches at his feet. They laid their robes in the road and they shouted hosannas just as they should For their king that was coming to Jerusalem to defeat his enemies. Now, if Jesus' followers, the majority of his followers, were gathered together doing these actions, then I'm guessing that his twelve closest disciples also would have understood who Jesus was. That Jesus is a king. But his disciples would have known more than that he was a king coming to defeat his enemies. They would have known that he was more than any other man. They would have known that he was God Himself that he is the Son of God. They were around for all his miraculous miracles, his miraculous signs, his powerful preaching, and most of his public ministry. Yes, they would have known who Jesus was, but as we see tonight, they still did not quite understand. There was a lack of understanding for what Jesus had come to do, what Jesus was doing for them, and, it, and we see them take offense. Just like we might take offense when there's a love in action, but there's a misunderstanding. Specifically, we see Peter take offense tonight, right, in that reading. Peter is offended, and uh, of course he is. Don't you understand, Jesus? This was the Son of God. He had changed his disciples' lives forever. He had rescued Peter from drowning, from dying. He had forgiven all his disciples' sins. He'd forgiven the world's sins. And here he was, the Son of God and the Savior of the world, washing his disciples' feet. Imagine somebody pays off your mortgage, rescues rescues you or your kids from drowning, and taught you everything that you know in life. And they come over for dinner. And in the middle of the meal, they get up and they decide they're going to start dusting the railing, cleaning the toilets, and doing the laundry. I think that we would all be offended in that situation. What what are you doing? I appreciate your help, but don't you realize what you've done for me? You have changed my life. I, I can take care of the little things. So Jesus, Peter's Lord, Savior, his teacher starts washing Peter's feet. And Peter reacts exa- exactly as you'd expect him to. Jesus, don't you understand? What are you doing? And yet, we see that the lack of understanding is not on Jesus' end, as you might be able to predict. The lack of understanding is on Peter's and like I just alluded to a little bit ago, I think that we'd all react in the same way if Jesus was to wash our feet. You, Jesus, wa- wash me? Don't you, don't you know what you've done? I need you in my life. I appreciate everything that you've done for me, but I can, I can handle washing my own feet. You've done all the big things for me. I I can handle the little and the lowly things. You don't need to do those things. I think sometimes, maybe even without really realizing it, we get offended at Jesus' love for us. We don't want Jesus to stoop lower than he has to. We get offended because we know who Jesus is and we know he has to do the big things, but because of our love for Jesus, we don't want him to do the little, the lowly things. It should be us serving Jesus, not, not Jesus serving us. And so we get offended. Because we feel there's a lack of understanding here. And there is. We see the, the lack of understanding on Peter's end. I know in my sermon introduction I made it sound like the lack of understanding is always on the person that's performing the act of love for somebody else, but tonight we see the misunderstanding on behalf of the people receiving the love. On behalf of Peter, on behalf of ourselves. And it might be hard to don't want their child to end up in the doctor's office. There's a lack of understanding not on the parent's end who's performing the act of love. No, there's a lack of understanding on the child's end. Not realizing that he's in over his head. At times, we have to come to the harsh realization that we can't do everything on our own. That we need a little help. Not just a little help. We don't just need... Jesus to do the big things. We need Jesus to do everything. As offensive as it might have been for Peter to have his feet washed by his Lord and Savior who had done so much for him, it was 100% necessary. Because Jesus needed to do everything. And Jesus says as much. We heard him say, we heard him say, Peter, if I do not wash your feet, then you will have no part with me. You will have no share of me. And how much that must have made Peter pause. And it makes us pause too. Because we need Jesus in our lives. We realize that we can't do anything without him. Where would we be without Jesus? Jesus recognizes our needs and he appropriately addresses them just like a child does for their parent that needs help, just like a parent does for their child that needs help. Jesus recognizes our needs, and he addresses them. While it may be a tough realization, you realize that we do need Jesus to do every little thing. It's only when you realize how much help you need, how truly helpless you are, that you will that you realize that you need the help that is offered. And when we look at what we're up against, when we see what Jesus came to defeat when he came to Jerusalem to destroy his enemies, we realize what those enemies are. We realize what we cannot defeat on our own. We cannot re- defeat sin, death, and the devil's power. And so when Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you shall have no part of me, we rightfully take pause. And we probably react just like Peter did. Well, if If washing my feet helps, then don't stop there. Wash my head and my hands as well, Jesus. And what does Jesus say? He says, there's no need. You are already clean. And his disciples were clean. They were clean, not because of the act of service which Jesus was performing that night for them. No, Jesus' love didn't end on Thursday night As we read at the beginning of the Gospel of John this evening, it said, Jesus loved them to the end. Jesus loved them to the goal. The goal of destroying what we were helpless to destroy ourselves, the power of sin, death, and the devil. There's only one thing that could cleanse us from our corruption that came from sin. There's only one thing that could cleanse the disciples of their corruption from sin. And it wasn't the water that Jesus poured into the basin that night. It was his very own blood that he poured out on the cross the following afternoon. Jesus washing his disciples' feet would have been an offensive scene for them. Because washing feet, especially in that day, was reserved for the lowest and most hated servants. It wasn't something that they saw that they thought that Jesus should do. But man, it must have prepared them at least a little bit. Because they were going to see a much more horrific scene the following night. The following night, they would see a scene that was reserved, a service that was reserved not for the lowest of servants, no. It was a service reserved for the worst of criminals. Yet Jesus saw our need, and he knew what it took. He knew that he had to do 100% of everything that was required. He knew he had to pour out his blood on the cross, and that's exactly what he did. It was the ultimate service, the ultimate game plan, the ultimate offensive. It was an offensive love. It was an offensive love that overcame the power of sin, the power of death, and the power of the devil. That's why the disciples were clean. Because they had faith in those promises. They had faith in those promises that would be fulfilled the following night when Jesus completed that act of service. The act of service for them, the act of service for us on the cross. And that service that he did on the cross, that happened the following night. Jesus still served them that night. Jesus washed his disciples' feet, and it wasn't the only thing that Jesus did to serve them. He served them in another way. It's a way in which he still serves us today. He served them supper. The other act of service after washing his disciples' feet was instituting the Lord's Supper, where Jesus served his disciples with his very body and blood together with the bread and wine it was a meal that nourished their bodies for the night yes but it was a meal that nourished their souls as well he we did that on that thursday night on this thursday night and every time we celebrate the lord's supper jesus serves us in the same way it's a service we realize we need Because when we examine ourselves, when we see how truly helpless we are, then we understand. We understand that Jesus had to serve us completely, not the other way around. The Lord's Supper is a supper where we experience the Lord's continued service to us, where the Lord serves us His very self, where the Lord serves us with his body and his blood. In Jesus' acts of service, when he served them that supper that night, when he washed their feet, when he died on the cross as a sacrifice for sin the following night, really throughout Jesus' entire ministry, he was showing his disciples and he was showing us that he had to do everything, every little thing for us. And he did. But there was another big lesson that he gave us tonight. On top of doing everything for us, he gives us these acts of service, yes, but he points to something else. There's another name that we have for the Lord's Supper. Do you know what it is? We also call it communion, where we gather at the Lord's table and partake in his body and blood as a community. At communion, Jesus serves us not individually as if we're going through a Fast food drive through getting served one at a time, having no connection to one another. No, Jesus serves us as a family. And just as a family sits down at a dinner table together, it binds them. And Jesus, in his service to us at the Lord's Supper, binds us together. Through his service, he eliminated all acts of service that we have to do because he did all those acts of service for us. And when he did those acts of service for us, it freed us up to serve one another. We are a family when we gather together to partake in the Lord's body and blood. Yes, Jesus did all those acts of service for us, but in completing those acts of service, after he washed his disciples' feet, he pointed to a new command and he said, Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another just as I so you we've talked a lot about offensive love and how when we're offended by love it's usually because of some misunderstanding that we have and maybe you've heard of another misunderstanding when it comes to love maybe you've heard the phrase you have to love yourself before you can love someone else and what does Jesus say about that we, we, just, heard, we just heard it it says love one another just as I have loved you so you must love one another. We love Jesus. We love Jesus because he loved us and, and he showed those acts of service. He showed those acts of love to us and he still shows them to us today. But we don't love ourselves because we love ourselves. We love ourselves because Jesus loved us. We don't love others because we love ourselves. We love others for the same reason we love Jesus, because Jesus loved us. That's why Jesus says, Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And we experience Jesus' love every time we stand side by side and partake in his body and blood, and we see that love. We experience that love, and it frees us up to love one another. Do you understand? That's the question. That's a question Jesus asked his disciples after he washed their feet. He asked that question because it's an important one to ask. It's important to understand the love that is being performed in order to experience it. So do you understand? Or are you offended? Do you need Jesus' service? Or are you in over your head? We understand who Jesus is. We understand that he is the son of God and when we look at the cross and when we look at the supper, we understand something that is just as important. We understand what he has done for us. We still experience that what. We still experience that service. We still experience that love today. Amen.